Welcome to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children and youth through adoption, foster, and kinship care. Hosted by an adoptive mom with over 22 years of kinship and adoptive parenting experience, she's on this journey with you. Please welcome Sandra Flack. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. That is 1 Corinthians 14, 31. I'm Sandra Flack. Happy New Year. Um, I hope your Christmas was peace-filled and relaxing and enjoyable. Um, Mine was pretty nice. It was a little stressful the few days leading up to Christmas. Our son, our 18-year-old with FASD, tends to have a hard time managing um, big emotions, even positive excitement, anticipating Christmas, big emotions can can um, be expressed in a stressful, negative, dysregulated way. So of course, that was something we had to navigate. But overall, um, everything went, went pretty well. And we do our holidays a little bit differently these past couple of years. Um, our family has grown. We have eight kids, um, four um, in-laws, three daughter-in-laws and a son-in-law. We have eight grandchildren, some significant others mixed in there. So um, we used to have everybody together for Christmas Eve and some even came back Christmas Day. Um, And while I loved it, as we've added more grandchildren um, and more in-laws, it's just, it it, it was um, blessed chaos. But we've, the past couple of years, we've actually sort of done it in smaller chunks instead of having everybody together at one time, which I love and never thought I would like doing it differently. Um, but it's actually also better for our two boys who have FASD. Um, even though they're 18 and, and 20, they, 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 they struggle when everybody's together like that. And it's kind of crazy. Um, so what we did this year which worked out very well. Um, The Tuesday before Christmas, my husband and I went to our oldest son's house. He's married and has five little ones, um, ages 10 down to six months. And we did our Christmas with them, just us, uh, and had dinner and gifts and Christmas cookies and just really enjoyed our time with them. Um, And then they actually go away for the Christmas holiday um, and Christmas Eve everybody else came except for our daughter and son-in-law and grandson who live in Wyoming. Of course, Um, they they aren't able to join us, but we love that FaceTime because we get to do a lot of that with them. Uh, But everybody else was at the house and and our Christmas Eve is is appetizers. And um, my husband reads the Christmas story out of the Bible and we open gifts. And um, then we have some Christmas cookies and um, we had a great night. Everybody else had come and, and, um, because we were in smaller groups, I was able to really enjoy company with our kids and our grandkids. Our son, Andre, has two precious little girls, and I really got to enjoy them Christmas Eve. Um, and then Christmas Day, our daughter, Anna, came back. She lives in an apartment by herself nearby. So she came up Christmas morning and opened her stocking and had coffee. And um, I traditionally make quiche and homemade cinnamon rolls for Christmas morning breakfast, So she came for that. She actually stayed the day 
um, for dinner. But um, then our the newlyweds, our son and daughter-in-law who live right next door, um, they came over in the morning to have um, cinnamon rolls and quiche and coffee as well and just visited before they went on to our daughter-in-law's um, families. So Christmas Day was pretty low-key because it was just the boys and I and Wayne and uh, Anna. And I made a ham dinner. And then the very next day, we loaded everything up in the car and headed to our camp in the Adirondacks, which is where I'm recording um, this podcast from. You can see some Adirondacks out the window. Unfortunately, it's rain and no snow, much to the dismay of Slava, who's really not happy about the weather situation because he would really, really like to ride his snowmobile. But I'm sure it's coming. So that was how our our Christmas went. Um, And I hope yours, like I said, was peaceful and enjoyable. Um, And I hope you enjoyed the Advent series of episodes that I did throughout the month of December. If you didn't get a chance to listen to any of those because you were so busy, I encourage you to go back. I did an episode on uh, joy and love and hope and peace, um, four different episodes throughout the month of December um, which I hope that you will um, give a listen to if you haven't done so already. Um, that's been a tradition the past several years on the podcast. My episodes every December focus on the themes of Advent. Um, and another thing that's kind of become a tradition too is the first episode of the new year. I like to focus on um setting goals and um, having a vision for the new year and and all of that. So that's what I am going to talk about today. I know I need all kinds of help with that myself. So I hope that um, you'll enjoy this episode. But before we get to that, please check out this valuable resource just for you. Natalie Vecchione of the FASD Hope Podcast and Sandra Flack of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey Podcast would like to invite you to join their Hope for the FASD Journey, a virtual support community for parents and caregivers raising individuals with an FASD, diagnosed or not. This faith-based community includes an online bi-monthly support group, a monthly VIP conversation, and a private Facebook group which includes a video devotional from Natalie and Sandra every Saturday. To register, visit justicefororphansny.org forward slash training forward slash F-A-S-D. Now, in addition to the Hope for the FASD Journey support group, we also have uh, training in fetal alcohol spectrum disorders um, and coaching. So I'm offering coaching sessions. Um, So if you know your kiddos have been prenatally exposed to alcohol or other drugs, um, if you just suspect it, um, if you're really looking to have some strategies and how to accommodate these coaching sessions are personalized and we can really, um, I use the the facets neurobehavioral model and we sit down and um, online through Zoom and we go through some things and, and I really work with you on that. Um, so we have coaching. We also have, um, like I said, the, the um, online and in-person FASD workshops, which I have released the schedule um, for 2024, at least for the first half of 2024. So Um, The Lunch and Learn, which is our introduction to FASD, 
Um, that will be offered, let me see, Wednesday, January 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And also again on Tuesday, February 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern. These are about, um, it's one hour of, of teaching on FASD. Um, and then I leave ample time for Q&A. Um, it's a great introductory workshop for every foster, adoptive, or kinship caregiver. Um, super important, whether or not you know your kiddo has FASD or if they were prenatally exposed or whether or not um, there's a diagnosis. These are, it's a, it's a great workshop. Um, it's also good for anyone who interacts with your kids in any way. So think Sunday school teacher, youth group leader, babysitter, grandparent, adult siblings, um, school teacher, anyone who um, interacts with your child at all. Um, these, the, the introductory workshop, um, it's, it's sometimes we call it the lunch and learn when we offer it during the day. Um, they are um, free and they're a great way to get some training um, to give individuals and caregivers um, just a better understanding and perspective on FASD, what it is, how it affects the brain, what the symptoms are, and how to accommodate uh, and support. So it's a great, great um, introductory series. Also, I am offering a deep dive into FASD, which is 18 hours worth of content. It is offered in six three-hour sessions, one per week. Um, I use the FACETS Neurobehavioral Model, and it's done, again, online, uh, and it's interactive as well. The first one of those six sessions uh, will begin on Thursday, February 1st. So it'll be six Thursday nights. There's one break in the middle because of the holiday week um, that we won't have a class, but then it'll pick up the next week. So it starts February 1st, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and this deep dive is perfect for every adoptive foster and kinship caregiver and professionals as well. So to register for any of these FASD workshops, you would go to our website, justicefororphansny.org and click on the training tab at the top of the page. You'll see where it'll say FASD. You click there and it'll take you to where you can sign up for um, whether it's a lunch and learn, they'll all be listed there and you can pick out the one um, that works best for you. Also, we would love it if you would subscribe or follow or like this podcast, leave a review. Um, We're also now on YouTube. Justice for Orphans has a YouTube channel. So all of the video versions of this podcast are there. Um, so check it out, follow along. Um, and we love to hear from you. I love it when I get an email from a listener um, just sharing about how the podcast has impacted them, what they've learned, how they've applied it. So love to hear from you on that. So, okay. Now to our message today um, to get us started for the new year. Do you have a plan? Um, have you set any goals? I confess that I've never been really good at writing down goals and intentionally working on meeting them. Um, I've never been really good at it because I don't think I ever really knew how to do it. Um, have a whole bunch of stuff I want to get done, but not order organizing it and doing it in an orderly way. I opened with 1 Corinthians 14.33, um, 
I'll read it again. It's for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Um, while the verse is mainly about orderly church services, I think we can learn something from it because I believe that orderliness, being organized, having a plan helps to facilitate peace, right? Um, I know if my house is messy, my desk is disorganized, if I have piles of stuff covering my table, um, and yes, all of the above, pretty typical at my house. The disorganization causes me to have stress. It robs my peace. I get tense. Um, like when it's time to make dinner and the kitchen sink is already filled with dishes, the dishwasher maybe has clean dishes in it that didn't get emptied. And there's, you know, piles of mail, laundry um, that need that has been folded or needs to be folded, bills, homework, everything's covering the kitchen table. So you couldn't sit at it to eat if you wanted to. <laughs> You know, and when mama's dysregulated, our kids become dysregulated. Um, and there goes the peace, right? Right out of our house. So I tend to default to, oh, if I only had time, I could get this stuff done. Um, I just need more time in a day. I don't have enough time to get it all done, right? Um, you know, not enough hours in the day. Common thing I would always say. Until last June, I, I think it was about June that I learned about goal setting from a friend of mine who just so happens to be a life coach. So she gave me a little bit of time and taught me to set goals in various categories, um, to actually write them down, to review them daily or at least weekly. Um, I made two copies of my list um, and I posted one near my desk so I could see it throughout the day. And um, I actually laminated one, I have it here. I have a laminated version and I keep this in my basket of Bible study stuff. So I have my basket for my morning quiet time, which has my Bible and my journal and my um, whatever Bible study I might be working on. So I keep it right where I do my morning quiet time. So not every single day, but most days I will at least pull it out. I'll look it over. I'll pray about it and, um, you know, ask the Lord to help me to work on whatever needs to be, um, needs to be worked on. So I review the goals and I have to say that by doing that for the past six months, I've accomplished more and met more of my goals than I ever had before. So I'm thinking <clears throat> if you're listening to this podcast, you're a foster or adoptive parent and your life is a bit crazy like mine and you could use some peace um, in your home and maybe some help setting some goals and getting organized. So I think starting off the new year by setting goals together, we can get organized and bring some peace to our homes, to our lives. Um, so grab a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. Now, if you're driving, don't do that, right? <laughs> Listen, and then when you get a chance, you can sit down with a piece of paper and a pen or pencil or whatever and re-listen to this episode and do this. But if you're where you can, um, sit down and, and get something to write with and write on. You can pause the podcast even and go get it and then come back. 
and uh, we'll work on this together. Ideally, you want to start with prayer, um, seeking God on what his goals and intentions are for us is the place to start. Um, so if you have time to go do that at some point, start there. But for now, you can at least, um, if you've grabbed paper and a pen, you can begin to take some notes and then you can spend some time with the Lord to really pray through it. But I always recommend number one, to start with prayer and really seeking the Lord and what is his heart for you? What is his goal? Um, what is his will for your new year that you're about to step into? So you really want to make sure um, that you start with prayer. And to go along with that, um, I know you always hear about people who say, oh, my word for the year is whatever the word for the year is. Sometimes it's a scripture, sometimes it's a word. And I, I like to combine that idea with the goal setting. Um, so in June, when I did this, um, when I sat down with my with my with my life coach friend, the word that had kind of resonated with me all year since last January is is abide or remain, which comes from John chapter fifteen. I think it's verse seven where Jesus says, "Remain in me, as I also remain in you." No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And I just, that verse, it's always been one of my favorite verses, but it really was resonating with me since January of last year. I knew that was my verse of the year. And um, and I because I had so many things I wanted to do and I wanted to be fruitful and bear fruit for the Lord, um, but I knew I couldn't do any of that whether it would be in my family or in my home or in my life or in our in our in our nonprofit in JFO in all that we do or all that I do I wanted to be fruitful I wanted God's will to be done and I knew none of that could happen unless I remained connected to the vine right remained in him so my word was remain some translations say abide interchangeable um so that was sort of the heart of what I wanted to do um, sort of like my my intention for the year was to abide. So whatever your word or verse is, whatever it is that you feel like the Lord puts on your heart, um, keep that at the center of your goal setting. Um, write it down, memorize it, have it with you all the time. Um, my friend gave me a little bracelet. I don't have it on today, but she gave me a little bracelet and it had the word remain engraved on it. And I would, I wear that frequently. And as a reminder of, I need to remain in the Lord. Right. Um, and in my, in my, I, this was a wheel that she helped me to do. It said, remain in Christ right in the middle. And um, that was like at the center. So if you have a piece of paper and what I'm envisioning is if you have, you know, get a piece of, it doesn't even have to be as big as a poster board, but I don't know, whatever size, bigger than bigger than probably a sheet of paper, but you could just use an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper in the middle or across the top, write that word or that verse, whatever that is for you. Um, and, and that's where you would start. And then you're going to set an intention for one of each of eight categories. So I'll list them off and I'll go slow so that you can write them down. Um, so the eight categories that you're going to actually set an intention, and then you're going to set goals 
to meet that intention. The eight categories are number one, personal slash spiritual growth, right? So your personal life, your, um, your walk with the Lord, whatever that spiritual growth would be. That's number one, personal slash spiritual growth. Number two is health. Number three is business slash work. So if you have a business, I have a nonprofit, um, JFO. So that, that I set some goals and intentions that pertained to that. So whatever it is, if you're, if you are a homeschooling, you know, homeschooling, stay at home mom, like I have been for so many years, maybe that's instead of business slash work, you might put homeschool or whatever would be in that category for you. Um, number four, finances. Number five, marriage or your relationship with your spouse. Number six is family slash friends. Number seven is your big dream, like whatever your big, hairy, audacious goal is in life, you know, whatever it is, buy a house in Florida or whatever, like whatever it is, it might not seem like something that, um, is going to happen next week or next year, but something that you would really like to accomplish one day. What is that big, big dream? Mine, I'll share with you. Um, mine was and still is to have an FASD clinic uh, in Albany, New York, the capital of New York State, which is the area where I live. There's not a clinic anywhere around here. You'd have to go to New York City, um, a couple hours south or several hours to Rochester. There needs to be one in the capital. And I have a dream that that will be. Um, and I'd like to have something to do with that happening. And then number eight, environment, which really is your space. So whether it's your home or your office, which kind of for me is both. I want my house. I have goals for my home and I have goals for my office space, right? What, how, what you want to set for there. So so those are your eight categories, spiritual growth or personal spiritual growth, health, business slash work, finances, marriage, family slash friends, your big dream, and your environment, your, your space around you. Um, so we'll go through them again. Um, now, I would say when you're trying to like, just start and sort of you're kind of throwing the spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks, so to speak, I would have eight pieces of paper, one notebook page for each one of these topics or intentions. And once you've kind of figured it all out and narrowed it all down, then you can create and be creative and have your one page. Like my friend, I can't give you this. This is the wheel she gave me, or you could do it in columns, eight columns with your verse or your word um, your annual intention um, across the top um, or however you want to be creative and do that. But you want to just sort of um, start with a rough draft, so to speak. Um, so for each one of the eight categories, you're going to first, and again, you're going to pray first, pray first. Uh, but then for each category, you're going to set an intention. So for example, for me, um, the past six months for the category of personal slash spiritual growth, my intention was to grow in my relationship with the Lord. Okay. That was my intention. 
And then I set goals and your goals really want to be like three bullet points under the intention. So my overall goal, the big deal is the intention to grow in my relationship with the Lord. And then I set three goals that will help me achieve that intention. Um, And my three goals for that intention was to maintain my quiet time with the Lord in the morning, which I've always done for for decades now, but in order to to remain or abide um, and grow my relationship with the Lord, I have to maintain that. I have to make sure that that's a priority. I also set a goal of reading a book each month, um, a book that would would pertain to spiritual growth, um, a Christian type book. So sometimes I'm reading a book on my walk with the Lord. I've read Lisa Turkerist. I've read I don't know, Joyce Meyer, like whatever, whatever it is. And then, um, and then sometimes it's a book on um, related to having a nonprofit, how to grow a better board, that kind of thing. Like I, they're always like some kind of personal or spiritual growth book. And my goal is to read one book a month. And I have to say that this year I've actually, I keep a list of my books and I've read 13 books this year. Um, So my goal is to read a book a month. And then the third bullet point was to join a small group at our new church that we're in. So um, I'll have to say that I've, you know, maintained my morning quiet time. I did read at least one book a month this year. We have not yet joined a small group. So I'm actually going to roll that one over to um, my goals for 2024. Um, So you have your intention. Again, mine was to grow in my relationship with the Lord. And then under the intention, you have three bullet points, super simple, um, that you would put under there. Now, I also have to add, and this is what I learned from my life coach friend, set dates, give yourself deadlines. So for example, we didn't really set a deadline. I didn't set a deadline for joining the small group, so it didn't get done. So if I put now to join a small group at our church by March 1st, I'm going to be more apt to work on that and and start to put that the wheels for that in motion, right? So giving yourself some some deadlines can help. Okay. Now for category number two under health, my intention was to have so the intention I set, because my goal is to to remain in the Lord, right? My intention was to have the strength and energy to walk in my calling. Like the Lord has called me. I run this nonprofit. We've got a lot of FASD stuff I want to do. I do this podcast. Our organization has expanded our care portal program into eight counties for we for we launched just this year. Things are really super busy. Um I want to, you know, I traveled a lot also. Um, to speak at conferences. I'll be doing that again this year. So I need to have good health and I need to have good energy to do the things that the Lord has called me to do. So my intention under health, I wrote out as my intention um, to have strength and energy to walk in my calling. And then I set three goals to help me meet that intention. So my three goals were to decrease my sugar slash carb intake um, I didn't, I, I did set a, a date. I did not meet the date. Um, I've discovered I'm a stress eater and about October of 2023, things got really super crazy and busy at our nonprofit. 
And um, we had this major transition where we had to let somebody go. And then we've actually hired three staff. Um, But in all of that time, since I'm the executive director, things were crazy. So I didn't give up sugar. I actually increased my sugar intake. So starting in January, I'm going to be really focused on decreasing um, the sugar intake. Um, um, Daily morning exercise, I like to do like yoga stretches. So I spend about 25 minutes on a yoga mat every morning doing all of those things to build strength and flexibility. I have managed to meet that goal and I will continue that goal. Um, And then my other um, goal for building um, strength and energy was to try to get in 8,000 steps a day, which I found to be very challenging, especially when I sit at a computer a lot and I, I I sit a lot for my job, for my for the work that I do for our ministry. So um, that's been really challenging. So I'm hoping to be able to improve on that this year. Um, so I didn't meet that goal because pretty sadly, sometimes by the end of the day, I would look at my, my Fitbit and it'd be like, I was lucky if I got in 4,000 steps, but now I'm going to be more intentional about getting that done. So um, I'll share another category. I'm not going to do all eight of them. I think you're getting the picture. I hope you're getting the picture. If you don't, you can always email me if you want um, to ask any questions about this. But um, under the marriage category, my intention was to invest time every day to connect with my husband. Um, So the goals that I set under that intention was a weekly meeting um, where we would sit down Um, you know, sometimes it would be a Sunday afternoon after church or a Sunday morning before church, um, and just talk about the week, connect, make some plans together, um, go over the calendar, um, a monthly date and, um, more time alone and working on setting these goals and looking at this, I realized that my husband and I rarely have time alone. Um, we have our boys. Um, we often divide and conquer because we don't really um, keep our leave our one son home alone. Um, most parents our age are empty nesters. We are not that, um, and we just sort of can get into that mode of we're just doing life. We're doing what we have to do, and neglect actually working on our relationship and spending time alone, even if it's just dinner. So it's vitally important for the health of a marriage um, that we carve out time together, especially as adoptive parents, foster parents, kinship parents. Um, You know, when we're raising children from hard places, it's hard, it's stressful, and we need to make sure that we're prioritizing our marriages. So I had to make an effort to meet these goals, to even have one date night a month. So because I wrote it down and because I was being accountable to my friend every month, um, I started to try to figure out how could I, how could we actually have a date once a month alone? Could we do it? Um, So I just decided I would ask my adult kids, there's enough of them, um, if they would take turns, you know, one each month um, to hang out with our son, uh, have a board game night or whatever, so that dad and I could go to dinner. And you know what? They agreed. So, um, you know, sometimes we just, 
you know, it seemed like impossible, like, oh, that would never happen, or I can't burden them. But when I realized I need to set this as a goal, and I need to work on being intentional about making it happen, then I put the effort in to making it happen. So um, I don't think I would have taken the steps without writing down the goals and being accountable to my friend. Um, It definitely makes a difference. So now you finish yours. You have the eight categories, set an intention for each one, and then three bullet point goals on how you're going to make that intention. Um, I'll give you another one. One of the one of my intentions for my environment or my space was in my office. I had just moved into our basement. We have a finished basement and I moved my office down there um, so I could have more of a private, I could shut a door and have quiet for when I do the FASD workshops, when I record the podcast and all of that. Um, and I had all of these books and all of this stuff and I didn't have any shelves down there. So I wanted bookshelves. I wanted a nice piece of furniture, like a wall unit thing. And I found something on Ikea, but you know, we live in upstate New York and the closest Ikea is um, where they had what I wanted was like New Jersey. And that seemed impossible. And I kept like putting it off and procrastinating. And I picked out a red one that I really liked. And Anyway, I hemmed and I hawed and then I realized, wait a minute, this is on my goal list. And my friend said, set a date, set a date. So I said, okay, by August 31st, I want to have bookshelves. And I just, but I still procrastinated. But then I realized, you know, I need, I need to make this happen because I set, all I needed to do was order them. And my husband was more than willing to go pick them up in New Jersey. So we waited until I was traveling that um, very busy month of travel in September. So my husband and son dropped me off at the airport one day in September. And they just, I had placed the order the night before they drove to Ikea. They got the bookshelves, they came home, they put together, you know, it was Ikea. So there was like about a million pieces. But by the time I got home from a week of travel, the bookshelves were all put together and all set up just waiting for me to put my books and other decor on the shelves. Typically when I record this podcast, they're behind me when I record from home and you can see the bookshelves. Um, But that only happened because it was a goal that I had set with my intention of organizing my space so that I would have, when your space is organized, you're more peaceful. And I wanted things to be peaceful and orderly and not messy and chaotic. So in order for me to feel that way in my office, instead of having stacks and piles and piles of books, um, I needed the bookshelves. So now what my desk looks like, that's another story. So that's an intention and a goal for 2024. But that's just an example of it. Sometimes it just doesn't get done unless you have it written down and it's a goal and you set a date and you realize this, I've got to do, I've got to address this. And it really, it really can happen. So again, Start with prayer, try to get that annual word or or verse that you feel that resonates with you, and then build your intentions and your goals around around that, your eight categories, right? Around what that word is. Um, Once you've finalized it, you've kind of done all the workout, you know, rough draft of it, then make a poster or type it up. Um, 
decorate it if you're artistic, whatever you want, and then make at least two copies. Like I said, I keep one copy tacked up by my desk at my office because I'm there every day and I can look at it and remember I have goals. Um, I need to start working towards these goals. I have to be mindful of the goals. Um, and then um, I laminated the one that I keep in my basket with my Bible and my other things. So that way, you know, and I don't, I don't pray over it every morning, like religiously, but, you know, usually at least once a week, because I know it's right there, I'll look it over and I'll ask the Lord to help me to work towards some of these goals and show me, show me what I should be doing and really ask him to have his way in my day. Um, because of course I set all these goals, but my ultimate goal is to be obedient to whatever the Lord has me to do each day. Um, you know, whatever he has for me to do. And if we've covered setting the intentions and the goals in prayer, and the Lord is directing us in that process, then pretty much what we have as our intentions and goals should be from the Lord anyway. And then he'll help us to meet those. Um, so did I meet every intention? I, I, I want to make sure that, that, you know, I think I pointed it out that I, I didn't, I didn't meet every goal, but I met way more of them than I would have had I not set the goals and the intentions. Um, I highly recommend that you get a friend and someone that you can check in once or twice a month. Maybe, you know, maybe you can get them to set their goals too. And then once or twice a month, you can either by phone or meet for coffee or whatever works for your schedule and get together and be accountable to one another. Like how, and then go over each category. Well, these were my goals. This is where I am with that. I need to work more on this. You know, I, I did this one, you know, that kind of thing. Um, accountability really is key because I know with my friend, when I knew I was like, mm, it's already the end of August. Um, I don't have the bookshelf yet. And she's going to be asking me how I do with my goals. <clears throat> And then I came up with that plan that, you know, it might not be done by August 31st, but it's going to get done, you know, by the middle of September because I'm working on it. I put the wheels in motion to make that happen. So, um, yeah, so I found it to be a great feeling when I, when I could go over and check off, I actually did this. I worked on this, this, this one got done. It's a great feeling. Um, my day starts out much more peace filled. Um, I feel like I'm accomplishing more, um, you know, and I like to give my schedule to the Lord and I feel like I'm being much more fruitful, uh, and remaining in the Lord and, and, and staying connected to him. In fact, this year, the word that kept coming to me is connect. I really felt like I've been so busy. Like I mentioned, our nonprofit has just grown, um, it's it's gotten way busier. We've we've had a record number of over two thousand children that we served this year just through our care portal program, uh, and effectively keeping many of those kids out of foster care or helping with reunification if they were in care or helping with a kinship placement if they did have to go into care. So um, it's incredible, but we've been incredibly busy, and I feel like I've been. And, and because of the transition that we went through from October through, well, we're in January and it's still going on, but um, so busy 
that I felt like I was losing connection, like I wasn't having time with people and people are important to me. So I kept feeling like the word that is for me this year is connect. And when I was like, okay, is there a Bible verse? Because, you know, I want a word from the Lord. I want a verse. Um, And as I was going through my Bible and I was praying about it, I realized connect is really connected to John 15, seven still, because remaining, right? Abiding is really connecting, connecting with God, right? So I want to connect more with God, more with my husband, more with my family and friends, and more with my colleagues. Relationship is so important and being connected. Um, And I want the people in my life to know that I care about them and I love them and I want to serve them. So, you know, for me, the word is connect, but it is still part of the remaining in Christ, abiding and staying connected with the Lord and then prioritizing the people instead of the work that I have to do or the work that I do. I want to prioritize people and relationships over the, the, the doing and the working, so to speak. So for example, for this year, as, a, as I'm working now on my intentions and my goals, under under my family and friends intention, um, my intention is to connect with my people. I want to connect and be in relationship with them for 2024. So my three goals under that intention include to, to try to gather some family once a month for dinner. Um, there was a time pre-COVID when we would do family dinner night every Wednesday night. My life doesn't fit with that anymore because every Wednesday night I was making dinner for like 20 people and our family's gotten even bigger. I've gotten even busier in the things that I do. Um, So that doesn't really fit with our life anymore. But if we could once a month get together, um, even if it's just for pizza, right? The point is, is to be together as a family and to, to, to connect with each other. Um, another, another goal is to connect weekly with family. So I have kids that live in, um, my daughter and son-in-law and grandson live in Wyoming and I live in New York. Now we do FaceTime at least two or three times a week, every week. So I want to maintain that. I want to continue that, but I have adult kids that live. I have a daughter that lives an hour south from where I live and she's super busy with her schedule. But if we can text. Like we actually went earlier in, um, I think it was the end of November. We all went and met down by where she lives and a couple of my other daughters in law. And we got together and we actually went out for massages and then went to lunch, which was so wonderful. I want to connect more. So whether it's in person, um, I do want it to be in person, but it might not be with like, I might not be able to do it with everybody right all the time but to at least each week have some kind of a plan, whether it's a phone call or a meetup for coffee or come over for coffee or a text message or a FaceTime to stay connected um, with my people. Um, And also a weekly friend connection because I have friends that I don't get to connect with very often. They work, I work, you know, I have my kids, they have their kids or they're an empty nester and they're doing something else or they're traveling or whatever it is. But I do want to connect with my friends in person. I do want to meet somebody for coffee um, or have a phone call. So again, being intentional 
and being mindful that I want to connect with my family and friends. And it keeps that in the forefront of my mind so that I can work toward, oh, you know what? I haven't talked to this one in in a while. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to try to set a coffee date or whatever it is, or have them over for dinner Um, again, however, but it doesn't happen unless we make it, unless we're intentional. So we set the intention and then we have three goals that will help us meet that intention. Okay. So again, by making our intentions and our goals and plan on meeting them, making that a priority, right? Reviewing them regularly, daily, weekly, and by being accountable to a friend, we're more likely to meet the goals that we set. It's similar to a vision board. Um, I did the very first time I did a vision board, and I should say it's the only time I did one. Um, I don't really have a reason why I didn't do it again because it was such a positive experience, but I did a vision board in January of 2020. And this was like before COVID happened, right? So like a month before, so who knew, right? But I have to say that the things I put in my vision board for 2020, aside from COVID, I didn't put that in there, but, and that happened, but many of the other things that I had pasted and posted and put in my vision board actually came to fruition. And I, I created it and I, I bought like an 18 by 20 frame and I created it so that it was, the frame was a really nice, pretty frame in like a turquoise blue color, which matches the decor in my one room. And I hung it in that room, which is where I used to have my office. And it was just there. And I didn't, you know, I mean, I think I said a prayer, but it wasn't like I reviewed it every day. I wasn't as intentional with that as I am with this list of goals, but so many of those things came to fruition. And I, you know, really wanted to do another one and I just haven't, but then um, this, like I said, this summer, my friend said, let's, let's help you set some goals. You need to, you need to set some goals and start working towards them. And I was like, oh, that always sounds like a good idea, but it sounds complicated and it's really not. Um, And I feel like she simplified it by giving me these categories, set an intention, three bullet point goals for each one, check it every, you know, every day, every week. Let's chat about it once a month and see where you are with it. And it made a huge, huge difference. So I'm working on mine for 2024. And I hope that you are encouraged to work on one too. And I found it to be extremely helpful. And if you have any questions, comments, any of that, you can either leave them um, on the YouTube, in the YouTube comment section, you can email me. Um, you can go to my name, Sandra Flack at justicefororphansny.org, or just go to our website. You can contact me through there. The um, There's a link in the show notes that you can do that super easily. I would love to hear from you, but I hope that you were encouraged um, by my message today. Um, so grateful that you chose to listen to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast. If you were encouraged, um, let us know. Um, But in addition to encouraging you, we do like to equip you, which is why we offer the FASD support community, the FASD training, um, and we have this podcast. So I hope that you will 
check all of that out. Um, you can go to the website. Like I said, the, sh- the link is in the show notes. You can learn more there. You can contact me there as well. And I wish you a very happy, healthy, and blessed new year. And I hope that you will come back again next week. This is a weekly podcast. Um, we're going to do some great episodes this year, um, some more FASD-focused episodes, some more special guests, adoptive and foster parent guests will be on. Um, so I hope that you will subscribe, tell your fostering and adopting friends know about this podcast so that they can be encouraged and equipped too. Be sure to find us on your social media at Justice for Orphans. I'm there as well. You can find me. Um, I am at Sandra Flack underscore JFO on uh, Instagram, and I'm at Sandra Flack on Facebook. Um, and again, just grateful to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast, brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends so they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.